Everything team, welcome to another Builders Problem Solved Wednesday evening. Hope I'm finding you well. Um, I think they've fixed this platform so I can see comments, but I think um, you've got to give me permission. I'm not sure how that works, but um, if something pops up for you where you can give me permission so I can see your comments and what have you, please give them to me and then it'll come up on here as well as over on my little iPad over here where I can see things. So good evening, Lee and Wayno and Adrian and Emma. So you just saw your boxing glove photo just a, a little minute ago. Nice, pretty pink gloves. Hey, some comments are coming up in the... Uh, the eCam live thing, so it must be working. So it doesn't say, it doesn't allow me to see who they are. That's, that must be the permission thing because I can see that Lee said hello over here, but it doesn't say that it's Lee there. And Wayno says evening Mickey boy, but it doesn't say that he said it. Um, and he's saying hello to everyone else. Christine Hughes joined us. Fantastic. So let me fly into this. As you may or may not be aware, um, we have changed the format a little in Builders Problem Solved. We still will be doing interviews. We need to find you know, the right people to do the interviews uh, like we had been doing, but I really wanted to uh, utilise the, uh, the, the podcast to really answer specific questions from members in Builders Inner Circle. So... People have been sending through their uh, their questions, some through the comments section, some uh, through um, uh, direct message, but they're getting here all the same. So this slips away in a heartbeat, so let me get stuck into it. So Mark, one of our builders um, in a circle members, was talking about or asking about, you know, getting more traction, if you like, to, to find out um, how he can get his name out there, I guess. He didn't use those exact words, but he, he said something along the lines of people need to know who we are and how we can help. And I asked him what he was doing um, currently or what, what, what he's been working on so far. And... Uh, he, he said he'd been doing a bit of Facebook, uh, but not anymore. I asked why, and he said, well, I, I was doing Facebook, but I wasn't getting any traction with it, so I stopped. Uh, and I said, well, let, let me see if I can shed some light and guidance, if you like, in that space tonight. And um, I think... It's, it's a trap that many people fall into. They seem to think that, you know, Facebook or um, those sorts of platforms are f a fundamentally free way uh, and an easy way of generating leads, and that's simply not the case. Another Emma has just joined us. We've got two Emmas now, uh, and it looks like you guys are all just having a conversation amongst yourself in the in the chat. So don't worry about me. I'll carry on regardless, and you, you guys... Um, have a have a fun time together. Um, so, the first thing that that you need to have, because it, as I said, you fall into the trap of just thinking that 
Facebook, you can just take some photos of your work and things like that and post that and people go, ooh, look at that, that's amazing and flock to you. And and they, you know, you, you've got to take the approach that people do not care about you. They don't care about your experience. They don't care about you saying that you do quality work and you've got this incredible knowledge. They don't care about any of that. They care about the immediate problem that they're thinking about and and having feelings about. And yes, they want a solution, but this 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 is a really important bit of information you really need to to start to unpack and and buy into is that yes, they want a solution, but they are attracted to a person that has the solution that they feel understands them. Does that make sense? So they've got a problem. They don't care about you. They don't care about your team. They don't care about any of that stuff. And they do want a solution. But what they really want first is to be understood. Um, I think it might have been Jim Rohn. It may have been Stephen Covey. I don't remember. But he, talking about this, you know, how how would you feel going to a specialist and they they prescribe before they diagnose? And he uses the example. Oh, it was Zig Ziglar. I remember now. Zig Ziglar used this example. Walked walked into the uh, optometrist. And uh, in his um, inevitable Texan accent, would say, hey, Doc. And uh, the doctor would ask, you know, what's going on? And Zig said, yeah, I've got a problem with my eyes. And the uh, optometrist said, hey, I know exactly what you mean. I've got a problem with my eyes as well. Um, I've got these glasses here. They fixed the problem. I've got a spare pair. Here, you take these glasses. Have a great day. See you later. And, the, the, you know, the, the optometrist is trying to help, wants to help, all of that sort of stuff. But how do you feel when you have been given a prescription and there has been no depth at all into the diagnosis of the problem? And so when you are building authority, when you're putting together an attract strategy for your business, you need to think about this, that people want their problems solved, but first they want to know that you understand from their perspective and they want to know that you care. Okay? Super important. So how do we do this? Firstly, you need to map yourself out a funnel. And what a funnel might look like, uh, Scott's joined us, Oliver's joined us. Hi, guys. Uh, what, what, a, what I mean by a funnel, it's just really mapping out all of the different types of um, social media or platforms that you might be using and figure out a uh, a chain of events, if you like, a flow of events that eventually gets somebody calling your business. But by the time they call your business, they really know, like, and trust you. 
and 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 see you as an authority. So you've got to create a pathway for people to do that. Now, do you think just banging a post or two on Facebook or a picture or two of your work, of your site, of your finished home, uh, you know, of your team, whatever it might be, is going to get somebody to call you in a state where they already know, like, and trust you and see you as an authority? I think not. So you need to build yourself out of funnel. You need to look at all of the different platforms. So the different types of platforms you've got are obviously Facebook, but you've also got LinkedIn, depending on where your customers might be hanging out. You've also got um, uh, uh, Instagram, uh, Snapchat, Tumblr, there's, there's a whole bunch of platforms and, and you need to choose which platforms are most appropriate for where your ideal um, prospect needs to hang out. And, and so that's another part of this process as well, is you must invest time in knowing your prospect. You've got to make a list of all of your prospects' fears, frustrations, wants, and aspirations. You've got to make a big list. And, and in Black Belt, what we do is we go, we help each other and, and, and build a big list. But then we, we narrow that list down. So we end up with what's called a problem promise stack. And what a problem promise stack is, is your, your, after you've brainstormed all the fears, frustrations, wants and aspirations, you figure out what you believe to be the top three frustrations and then the number one fear so we've got three frustrations one fear that's called the problem stack this was taught to me by my coach Taki Moore the prob- uh, the promise stack is the top three wants and nine times out of ten not all of the time but nine times out of ten the three wants are kind of the solutions to the top three frustr- frustrations and quite often, the number one aspiration is the the resolution or solution to the number one fear that a person has. But you end up with three frustrations, one fear, three wants, one aspiration. So you've got eight things, eight focuses, if you like. And that is called your problem promise stack. That needs to be created, but it also needs to be constantly refined and refined and refined. You always need to be listening and observing um, your your A-class prospects so you can refine these things. And then once you've got your problem and promise stack and you've mapped your funnel out, you can start to use the problem promise stack as a guide for the content that you put out. So I hope this makes sense. If you, if you start to put content out that is addressing your ideal prospects, number one fear, their top frustrations, um, then their, their highest aspiration and their, you know, top wants, do you think they might listen to you? Absolutely. Do you think that they might start to get a sense that, hey, this person understands from my perspective. And the old um, sales saying from many, many years ago used to, used to say, um, people do not care how much you know 
until they know how much you care. Okay, so think about this. You you are constantly putting out um, content, and it's constantly, consistently hitting the mark as far as your ideal prospects are concerned. What do you think they are going to start to think and feel? And by the way, another thing that you need to know, and I'm, I'm covering a lot of territory answering this question, another thing you need to know is, is people do not take action from what we will call the initial or first touch point. A touch point might be they see your post or they see your Facebook ad or whatever it might be, Instagram, whatever it might it might be. They don't take action. Statistics tell us that people don't take action until somewhere between the 8th and the 15th repetition of a touch point. So they see you here, there, 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 and they may take action after the 8th, ninth, 10th, you know, somewhere between up there and, and, and upwards to, to the sort of 15th or so touch point. But imagine if these touch points are valuable and they're all hitting the mark. They're all, yeah, that's how I feel. And, yeah, I, that is one of my, you know, high high priority problems or that is how I feel. Imagine if every time they saw something from you, it really resonated with them. Do you think they would listen? Do you think they would lean into the conversation? And here's the the best part of all of that is if a person feels that you understand their problems from their perspective, as well as them, if not a little better, a little clearer, if you can articulate their problem, their feelings, as good if not better than them, they will automatically assume that you have the solution. So you don't in your in your posts, what I'm saying here, in your posts is you don't need to promote we can do this and we can do that and we can do the other. You don't need to do any of that. What you do need to do is have them feel that you really understand from their perspective. So there's a fair bit of work that needs to go into this. But when you've done the work and then you go to work putting out the um, the content, you'll start to attract people to you, prospects to you that already know, like, and trust you and believe that you're an authority in the space if you do it right. So um, number one, you've got to have your funnel mapped out, all of the different platforms, and then the purpose of each uh, different platform. And, And you've got to have content that is created specifically for each platform. You can't just make a Facebook post and post it everywhere or a video and post it everywhere. You've got to create content for the platforms that you're putting that content on. Um, So map out the funnel. You've got to know the purpose of each part of your funnel. You must invest time in knowing your prospect. We've covered that. And you must invest time in proving that you know your prospect by creating this content. So how much content should you create? So I've got uh, my schedule here for, for content creation. If you're just listening to this, 
you won't be able to see it, but I'm holding up a sheet of paper. So I'll read this, and it's seven days a week. So I've created a schedule for myself seven days a week. Uh, Sundays I do a 60-second Instagram story, uh, a short educational video that goes into Builders in a Circle, one Facebook Live to the Builders Business Black Belt Facebook page, and I write a short article that also goes to the Facebook page. Mondays I do a Facebook Live to Builders in a Circle, and then I repurpose last Thursday's Facebook article and I put it in Instagram and Tumblr. Tuesdays I put one Instagram uh, article up, one Facebook Live to the Facebook page and an article into Builders in a Circle. Uh, Wednesdays, I do a 60-second Instagram story. I do this podcast, so a half-an-hour podcast on Wednesdays uh, into Builders in a Circle. And Thursdays, I do another little short article in Instagram with a picture on it, attached to it, um, a short article to the Facebook page. Fridays, I do a Facebook Live to Builders in a Circle and a Facebook Live to the Facebook page. Saturdays, I do uh, an article to Builders in a Circle and a short video to the Facebook page. And I know when people hear this, read it, I posted this to our Black Belt members the other day, um, got a few sort of uh, deer, deer in the headlight look comments. <laughs> it seems like a lot, but when you've got systems and processes in place to create this, and I'm capturing for our members exactly how long it takes me to do this each week, and 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 this is including a podcast, that this podcast that we're doing now. So obviously you don't need to do that, but you could if you wanted to. But if, if you got that out and you were just doing the the post to Instagram and Facebook page, maybe a, some sort of closed group, whatever, Tumblr, things like that. Um, my estimation is that this ho- the whole week uh, of, of creating, producing content and publishing content is far less than uh, 120 minutes a week. It's probably closer to about 90 minutes a week. And you go, well, where do I find the time for that? The reason that you're under the pump now is because you're not doing this and you're wasting a ton of time um, with with poor quality clients or, or prospects, um, not having systems and, and procedures. When, when you've got, uh, you know, a, 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 an oversubscribed business, a funnel full of quality leads, you will find the time that it takes to manage all of that reduces. But the, the bottom line is that your attract strategy part of your business is the most important part of the business. And if you're serious, you need to have something like I've just suggested there. You've got to have the funnel. You've got to know the purpose of each part of your funnel. And you've got to start to look at that sort of uh, quantity of posting content. And obviously it's going to be quality if you do what I said before with the problem promise stack and really get to know uh, your ideal prospects. So can you see the difference, guys, between um, what you need to do if you want to use social media uh, and it's still incredibly inexpensive, but you've got to put effort in to be able to create a marketing strategy, if you like, or use that word, 
um, I call it an attract strategy in black belt, but making a marketing strategy using social media, uh, it's incredibly inexpensive. Um, but you've got to put the work in. And, and if you don't want to put the work in, it's going to cost you a mozza to try and get the same results as you could using that approach by using traditional advertising and marketing methods. Um, which will will totally destroy your profitability, return on investment, all of that sort of stuff. So this is what you need to be doing now. If you need a hand with it, if you've got any questions, um, you can certainly reach out to us in, in Builders in a Circle. I'm more than happy to help. Okay, question two. I've got a few questions, but I don't know that I'm even going to finish this second question because that answer to that other one. But I think hopefully you tell me, you know, was the answer to that question worthwhile for you guys? Um, because I, I there was I think we put about twenty minutes or so into the answer to that first question. Hope it was worthwhile. Let me know. Um, another builders in a circle member. Um, was was talking about we were into sort of a conversation about recruiting, the best way to recruit, and Craig has asked, is there a format for recruiting? Yes, there is, and I'm going to endeavour to explain it in nine minutes or less. See how we go. Um, first thing is you've got to have a map of your business and that puts a map of the business is all of the different areas of responsibility. So you've got the owner, you've got the general manager, you've got the production manager, you've got the administration manager, you've got the business development manager, you've got the person in, in uh, you know, in charge of, of, of marketing, person in charge of, you know, customer relationships, all of that sort of, you've got all of these, uh, and then you've got the, the, the people at the coalface doing things, site managers, all of these sort of, and you've got to map this out. And the key with mapping out your business isn't mapping out the business how it is now. The key is to map the business out how you would like it to be so it works perfectly the way that you want it to. So you create a map of the perfect business, how many people you'd need here and all of the different parts. Once you've created the map of of the ideal business, you then list your current team members. And you look at each individual team member and look at their strengths. And it doesn't matter where they or what areas they take responsibility for currently, what you need to do is go, who would be, based on their strengths, who would be the best person to be responsible for that area on the map and that area on the map and that area on the map? And, you know, more than likely, people will end up roughly where they are now, but maybe not. (coughs) Pardon me. But the main thing is, when you do that, uh, and it only works if you've built a business map of the business of the future, is you will see where you are deficient in the current team. Because the mistake that most people make, and and it sounded like Craig was heading down this track, he said he's going to put a couple of people on, and what we generally do is is, is the, the boss looks at either what needs doing that they don't have time to do or they don't want to do. And they just want to hire a body to do that thing. 
And that's kind of a, a really expensive and ineffective way of doing things. What I would suggest is do what I've just said, look where the team's strengths are, and then look at where the deficiencies are. And that helps you to start to think, well, yeah, I might need somebody that can do these sort of tasks at the moment. But in the not-too-distant future, I want to make sure that I've got somebody, and I haven't got somebody currently, that is going to be able to grow and evolve into this area of responsibility on my business map because there's no one in the in the team that really is suited, best suited for taking care of this particular area on, on the business map. So that starts to get you thinking about the type of person that you should be looking for. Now, a couple of principles when you're recruiting, always, always, always prioritize attitude way, way, way above skill because skills can be learnt. Attitude cannot be taught. Attitude comes inherent in the person and you are far, far, far better hiring someone who has a great attitude that knows nothing about what what you feel that they need to know about because you can teach them that. And particularly when you've got a blank canvas, you can work with them to create procedures and systems and so forth. Now, Kim is watching. She's gone through this just recently um, and she's about to have an addition to the family in the not too distant future, just, just weeks away, I believe. And she's done a fantastic job working with one of their, their team members members to create systems and processes. So pretty much everything that, that Kim was responsible for some time ago is being taken care of by um, a, a team member. So, you know, Kim's a great example of that. So, you know, if you've got questions about that, ask Kim. She's on the thing now. So you can you can pop a question in there for Kim and she can tell you, you know, how that went, how much time it took, was it worth it? You know, because it took a lot of time, it took a lot of discipline, took a lot of effort. But the question is, what was it worth it? The answer is absolutely, absolutely. So you've got the map, you've got your team strengths, gives you an idea of the type of person you need to, to look for. The next steps are... And, and these are amazing steps, and I want to get through them real quick because we're just about out of time. And I'm, I'm going to let you know that, that, that so many times this has happened where I, I believe that it just can't be a coincidence because it's happened so many times. And, but you've got to do this properly, and that is you create a very, very detailed avatar of the ideal client. Uh, sorry, <laughs> well, you do that for your clients, but of the ideal team member. It's, it's kind of, it's a little bit politically incorrect because you, you, you get into real detail about, you know, is it a male? Is it a female? You know, their age, their interests, their passions, their this, their that, their beliefs and so on. So you kind of got to do that secretly. Um, but you get really, really, really clear on who you want on your team. And it's, it's not really that politically incorrect because if you, you know, I know you can't sort of start to, to pick and choose based on certain things in this day and age. But right now, all you're doing is writing down the type of person you would like to attract. 
You also, another step you need to do is create an, a list of character traits and personality traits that you absolutely would not want. So you're just creating another list. That's the anti-avatar. So the avatar, the ideal, and get into minute detail, ideal person, and then the anti-avatar, you know, who don't you want? A person that does this, you know, behaves like this, has interests in this area, you know, totally politically incorrect, but all you're doing is writing a list, right? And the reason that I say this is more often than not, when you do this, and it's happened so many times, I'm not sure whether Dean Mance is with us, but that happened with him not so long ago. It's happened with so many of our members. They've just gone through that process and and they've put a lot of detail into it and somebody has come come and fundamentally knocked on the door or someone said, hey, you know, I want to introduce you to so-and-so and, and uh, you know, and, and the, the person just kind of appears, you know, law of attraction type stuff. The next step, um, if if they haven't appeared yet, is to write them a letter. Imagine if they exist. Just imagine that they exist. I want you to write them a personal letter. So you're writing to a person and you're writing to them and asking them to join the team and you need to write in such a way that you are attracting them to you. So you're writing all of the, the benefits and the value that they would experience and receive by becoming a team member with you. So you've got to write from their perspective. It's, it's just the same as copywriting for, um, and everything that we just talked about in, you know, Facebook pay, posts and, and, and so forth. It's exactly the same. You're writing from the reader's perspective, understanding what their fears, frustrations, wants and aspirations are and, and joining your team is the solution to all of that. And you write a personal letter as if you knew this person and you were going to pop it in the post. If they still haven't appeared by this stage, the reason and the value of writing that letter is that it allows you or it creates a, a foundation from which you can draw to create your uh, want ad. So the ad that you might put in Seek or wherever, whatever platform you advertise for people, you use the letter as a basis for creating the ad. And if you do that, your ad is going to read significantly different from all of the other noise, all of the other ads there, because what the ad is going to be talking about is the value and the benefits from the reader's perspective of joining your team. So you're going to attract a much higher quality, uh, much more suited person for your business. So I hope that helps. Uh, I've gotten through two questions <laughs> for this uh, episode. Anton has joined us. Alex is here. Uh, just about to finish, guys, but that's all right. The replay will be uh, up and running as soon as we've done. So if you've got a question about your building business or sub-trade business that you would like answered or unpacked uh, on Builders Problem Solved, you can put it in. The comments section in Builders in a Circle, you can just 
create a post in Builders Inner Circle and post it there and I'll get it. Or you can direct message me. So you can find me on Facebook and send me a message uh, and get it to me that way. You can put a message in a bottle. You can uh, post it to me via the the post. Uh, Skywriting, carrier pigeons, there's all sorts of ways doing it, but just through the Facebook or Messenger or whatever is probably the easiest out of all of that. Um, so that is it for this episode of Builders Problem Solved. I hope it was valuable. Please send me through your questions um, if you have any that you would like addressed on Builders Problem Solved. I've got a few backed up now because I've uh, taken so long to answer the, these ones. But give me some feedback about this, guys. Like, is this valuable for you? Um, do you want me to have more to the point, truncated answers to the questions that we're answering? Or do you appreciate the depth that I go into, the detail that I go into? I want to be guided by you. I want this to be valuable to all of the members in Builders Inner Circle. Um, so, you know, give me the feedback. Happy to listen to it all. Hope it was valuable. That is it for this episode of Builders Problems Solved. We'll be back again next Wednesday, 8 p.m. on uh, in Builders Inner Circle for another episode of uh, Builders Problems Solved. So that is it. Thank you for participating. Hope it was valuable. Mick Hawes, Builders Business Black Belt. Bye for now. <laughs>